Welcome to Edwards Beyond the Test, a podcast that goes behind the scenes of the flight test mission at Edwards Air Force Base. I'm Don Waldman from the 412 Test Wing Public Affairs. The 412 Security Forces Squadron is Edwards' largest unit, comprised of more than 400 military, civilian, and contractor personnel who defend the second largest base in the Air Force. For anyone entering this installation, a Security Forces member is the first person you see as you arrive at one of the entry control points. And while some say the job of an entry controller is the least glamorous job in the Air Force, there is nothing ordinary about it or those who go out and do it every day. So with with that, it's my pleasure to introduce Airman First Class Jeremiah Sanchez. He's from the 412 Security Forces Squadron. Hi, Airman Sanchez. Thanks so much for taking the time to be here today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, most days we find you at one of the entry points to Edwards Air Force Base. And first of all, let me say thank you for the work you do as a Security Forces Squadron Defender. The work that you and your team do at our entry points is a serious job. So can you explain some of the details people might not be aware of? Yes. So some of our duties include protecting and ensuring the safety of all individuals and resources here on the installation. And in addition to checking IDs at the gate, we also enforce traffic laws such as registration, licensing and insurance requirements, federal law and the California Vehicle Code. Now, since the onset of the COVID pandemic, how has that changed how you do your job? Due to the COVID pandemic, we are eliminating who has access to the installation. Retirees and veterans are granted access on certain days. Those days are Sunday, Wednesday, and Saturday. To guarantee the safety of ourselves and others, we practice distancing, limit physical contact. Also, Lieutenant Colonel Benkrowski encourages that all defenders wear face masks and have sanitary items such as hand sanitizer available to us at the gate as well. Well, of course, you know, every day there's rush hours, but that only takes up a portion of the shift. Can you tell us what makes up the rest of your time at the gate when you're there with uh, very few cars coming through? So sometimes if there's not a lot of traffic, might be getting visitors that are coming into the gate. So we find ourselves verifying visitors, conducting refsies as directed, and securing the base, which I'm proud to do and grateful for the opportunity. Well, you are defending the second largest base in the Air Force, and that's a huge responsibility. What type of training do you undergo so that you're prepared to do this job? So besides the extensive training we get in tech school and the initial training here at Edwards Air Force Base, we find ourselves doing training on active shooter, handling weapons, just to stay up to date with any changes that may occur. You know, when people approach the entry control points at Edwards, they're often on their way to work or an appointment. You know, they're just trying to get through the gate as quick as possible. But you need them to slow down. You need them to let you check their IDs and ensure they're authorized to enter the installation, correct? Correct. So although the public may not wear their face mask while pulling up to the gate, we ensure that we do. And with the help of our DBID scanner, we verify the front of their CAC and then ask them to turn it around so we can scan the barcode in the back as well. This is a a quick process and it helps us ensure the continuous 412 mission of innovation. Well, A1C Sanchez, let me ask you this. What if someone comes to the gate and they don't have the proper identification for entry? What do you do then? So if they don't have proper identification for entry into the installation, uh, we would hold on to their license and we would turn their vehicle away. And as they're leaving, we would give them their license back and just deny entry into the installation. A1C Sanchez, can you tell us some of the most memorable experiences you've had while on duty at the gate? So there's this one incident where we had an individual who had been speeding. And it may have seemed like a routine traffic stop, but 
as we soon realized, the individual was driving under the influence. So we followed our procedures and we stopped that individual from further driving onto the installation so they wouldn't cause any more harm. So do you have any advice for those who will follow in your footsteps? What I would say is to be professional and to be personable. Always be understanding. We are human first. People make mistakes. And stay passionate about your job. Well, as you know, Edwards is an awesome place to work and live for those who do live on our base, but it's just a great place. What does it mean to you to be here at the center of the aerospace testing universe? I'm a proud defender, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to be involved with the mission here at Edwards Air Force Base. If it wasn't for the innovations happening here on the installation, we wouldn't continue being the world's greatest Air Force. Many thanks to Airman First Class Jeremiah Sanchez for taking the time to share his experiences and take us beyond the test. As we mentioned earlier, the 412 Security Forces Squadron is comprised of military, civilian, and contract personnel. When we return, we'll meet a civilian defender whose job includes patrolling Edwards. Welcome back to Edwards Beyond the Test. Today we're gaining an insight into some of the work performed by members of the 412 Security Forces Squadron. From our entry control point, we're now going to meet a contract member of the Security Forces Squadron, Officer Katie Hutchinson. Well, Officer Hutchinson, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today, and also thank you for the work you do with our Security Forces Squadron. Absolutely. I'm, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for having me. First, can you tell us how long you've been here at Edwards and what you do in your job? Absolutely. I've been with Edwards or with the DAF Police Department here at Edwards for a little over a year. And as a Department of Air Force police officer, I have full authority to enforce military law and state law on the installation. I enforce traffic laws, write citations, protect against criminal activity, investigate crimes, stay proactive, and provide public safety. That's quite the job. Now, do you usually patrol by yourself or with a partner? There are instances where I do patrol by myself, but most of the time I do have a partner, whether it's a fellow DAP officer or Air Force personnel. Well, then since the onset of the COVID pandemic, how has that changed how you do your job? It has changed my job, not drastically. We, we are essential workers with Security Forces Squadron. So we were at work pretty much no matter what. Um, COVID isn't going to stop us from doing our duties and our responsibilities. I do have to wear a mask quite often now. We all do, as well as gloves. And I was uh, washing my hands and using hand sanitizer a lot more. So it sounds like you're taking the same precautions all of us are during the pandemic. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. Officer Hutchinson, there are several facets to your job, which you just mentioned a moment ago, from providing public safety, responding to emergencies, so forth. What type of training did you originally undergo to be able to do this job, and is that training ongoing? First off, in order to be a DAP officer, you have to have law enforcement experience. you got to have the background in law enforcement or security forces or any type of military policing. Um, for my job, there is a 10-week academy that's put on by the Veteran Affairs Law Enforcement Training Center in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, and as far as training and ongoing, every day is a chance to train. Every call is different. Every situation is unique. You got to be quick on your feet. And there's always a chance to learn, always opportunities to learn. And I, I like that. You got to be quick and adapt. Can you share with us some of the interesting aspects of your job? Oh, absolutely. Um, see, I'm, I'm not prior military 
So it's very exciting for me to be able to work so closely with the Air Force. And I love working at an installation that is so historic as Edwards. Um, I love our base's history and I love aviation. So that's a definite perk. And Edwards is really unique because it's the second largest Air Force base. Um, it's actually 470 square miles, crosses into three different counties. And I mean, to put that in perspective, the city of Los Angeles is 502 square miles. There's, yeah, 502 square miles. So in comparison, we have a lot of land to cover. So Officer Hutchinson, how does it make you feel to be an officer with the Security Forces Squadron and be working at Edwards Air Force Base at the center of the aerospace testing universe? Um, I can genuinely say I absolutely love Edwards. It holds a very special place in my heart. My dad would bring me out here for all the open houses and the air shows. We had a chance to camp out um, on the lake bed to catch a couple space shuttle landings. And we'd also go to the barbecues they used to hold it, ponchos. Uh, ruins out there and it's just it's super exciting and I'm, I'm so honored to be part of the Edwards family. I adore the rich history and highly respect our future. Many thanks to Officer Katie Hutchinson for taking time out to tell us about her job and for taking us beyond the test. When we come back we'll talk with the commander of the 412 Security Forces Squadron. Welcome back to Edwards Beyond the Test. Our next guest is the commander of the 412 Security Forces Squadron, Lieutenant Colonel Joseph Binkarowski. Sir, welcome and thank you so much for being here. Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate the, the opportunity. Well, sir, you began this assignment in July of 2019. You command the largest military unit on Edwards. It has more than 400 members that include active duty, civilian, and contractors. And with our test mission and the size of this base, there's a lot of area for you and your defenders to cover, isn't there? I'll tell you that the, the sheer size of Edwards uh, never ceases to, to amaze me. Um, I think when my, uh, when my family and I got here, uh, we did the math. Uh, my previous command was at Hanscom uh, Air Force Base, which had uh, 786 acres to it, and uh, and I think we can we can put about 1,400 Hanscoms inside of Edwards uh, area here uh, at 308,000 acres. It's it's pretty astounding. Um, but the uh, you know the sheer size of Edwards presents many challenges, and uh, uh, you, you never really feel like you got enough people to cover that large of a of an area. So uh, we, have, we, we rely heavily on the eyes and ears of everyone else here at uh, the Center of the Aerospace Testing Universe and uh, appreciate when folks bring us issues and information to our attention uh, when we can't necessarily be there ourselves to, to see and hear what's going on. Well, sir, I know we need to protect our security measures, but is there anything you can share regarding the various methods employed in protecting the base population and our mission? Well, first and foremost, of course, it's it's the people. Um, we ask a lot of our young security forces airmen and they rise to the challenge. As things constantly change around us, leadership, uh, environment, threats, uh, technologies, uh, our people are constantly looking for ways to keep the squadron and our performance uh, a cut above. Uh, looking forward, there are many initiatives, especially technological, that we trust will shore up our layered defense of Edwards for the longer term. Things like more sensors to help us know what may be out there on our 308,000 acres and possibly even something like friendly unmanned aerial systems that'll help us keep eyes on some of the more difficult terrain across the installation. We made some strong strides in these areas in 2020 and I'm optimistic about 2021 
getting some of these initiatives across the goal line. Well, that sounds really exciting, sir. You know, as the commander of the Fortel Security Forces Squadron, what are you doing to ensure your entire team are prepared for their duties? Well, in 2020, I pray a lot. It's, <laughs> uh, it's certainly been a challenge. Um, we had to put a lot of uh, training on standby um, because of uh, COVID restrictions. And uh, uh, some of our brand new defenders coming out of uh, technical training um, also couldn't do certain things there as well. So in some respects, we're, we're playing catch up when it comes to training. Um, and a number of the training initiatives that we had firmly in mind coming into January of 2020 um, very quickly went, uh, went by the wayside this year uh, with a lot of the challenges we've had. So um, combined with new considerations for protecting our personnel and, and those they encounter against the pandemic, um, we're, we're basically entering 2021 with a lot of the same vision that we had uh, for preparation and training uh, in 2020. Um, that said, however, our folks are very well trained and we have done a lot of innovation around here to try to, um, to take into consideration COVID factors while still ensuring that our personnel are um, organized, trained and equipped, ready to do the mission out here and the deployment mission as well that we get hit with pretty well. Well, sir, is there anything you would like to add? You know, I, I you don't get much time in these positions. Two years um, as a commander tend to fly by quite quickly. So as, as I'm now on the, the, the backside of those two years here at Edwards, I, I just got to say, you know, being a security forces commander is the best job in the Air Force and, and the most rewarding uh, in my experience. You know, I'm able to, to support an elite group of motivated airmen uh, in a very dynamic and important role um, that they have on the installation. And I couldn't ask for better people. Um, we're also very fortunate uh, here and, and in most places I've gone to have very supportive leadership uh, at the installation and, and MAGCOM levels who, who understand um, what the defender's job is and, and what it is that they bring to the fight. So uh, we're, we're poised, we're ready, and uh, always uh, at, you know, able to get out there and, uh, and secure this place so that the next Chuck Yeager can come out here at Edwards and uh, set up the success with the Air Force and uh, the national security of the United States uh, now and in the future. Well, Lieutenant Colonel Benkorowski, I ask this question of all of our guests here on Beyond the Test, and I'll ask it of you. What does it mean to you to be here at Edwards and serve with your team and support our mission and the warfighter? You know, in a lot of respects, Edwards is, is somewhat esoteric. I think you have to, to be here to really fully appreciate um, it's very rich and long history uh, in, um, in supporting America and its national security interests. And, uh, and even beyond that, in, in supporting you know, a lot of the, uh, what humanity has strived for over the years when you think about um, you know, breaking the sound barriers and uh, uh, its role with NASA and the space shuttle program and, and everything else. So to be here and, and part of the you know, to, to look at and take part in the, the history that, you know, is still getting made today here at Edwards um, is very personal and it's very rewarding. And it's definitely something I'll reflect on for a long time as I, uh, as I go forward in my career and the rest of my life. Many thanks to Lieutenant Colonel Ben Kurowski and our other guests for taking time out to share their stories and taking us beyond the test. Thanks to all for joining us. I'm Don Waldman for Edwards Beyond the Test.